Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of But Am I Wrong, starring two people who have not once ever been wrong. I hope you're watching the Patreon because Melissa has been choreographing to the words. I'm going to make sure it's in there. You said bitch. What? You said bitch? You said bitch in sign language. Oh, I only know the alphabet. Well, this is a podcast. I hope you knew that because if you're like, what is this? How did I get here? I would love to know how you got here if you didn't know this was a podcast. 
So we are Megan and Melissa. We have a whole slate of wonderful, amazing shows. And the one that you've stumbled upon is But Am I Wrong? Where we talk about our own lives. We tell other people if they're wrong. And we also talk about celebrities, pop culture, current events, all under the umbrella of who is wrong. So we have three different segments pertaining to that, that greater message. And one of the best parts about this podcast is you get to participate. You can vote who you think is wrong in each segment that we talk about on this episode over on our Instagram. We post those stories. Usually we post them Friday and this episode comes out on Thursday, but sometimes we don't. Sometimes they come out a little after that. And so to that, I say, make sure you're following us. We yeah. add them to the highlights, but if you're following us and you engage their content, you're going to see them real right quick. And then you get to participate and you send in messages about your thoughts, why you voted the way you did, or any, you know, thoughts and feelings you had about any aspect of the write-ins or our thing that we said, or the current event pop culture parts, and why you voted the way you did. Cheers. Cheers to that. And it's a grand old, great old time. So our first segment is, but am I wrong? And this is where each of us will either say a hot take, a lukewarm take, a rant that we have, or something in our life where we're like wondering if we're in the wrong, if we were to do something or if we had already done something. Yeah, this is um, a rant. And this was going to be my rant before this even happened because Shut I was up. driving around a lot this weekend and just noticing how bad of a driver most people are. And as if my life was being foreshadowed, I it was coming to, I was coming up on a stop light and a car went to jump in front of me that was waiting behind another car that was turning left so that they could go around it. And I honked my horn and, you know, that was it. And that was going to be the antithesis of what my rant was about is just people that drive bad people that don't use their blinkers, people that weave in and out in traffic. Like, why? What is the point to all of this? You are driving something that can kill somebody. Mm -hmm. Just follow the rules. What is so wrong about following traffic rules? I don't understand why people feel the need to drive way too fast, drive way too slow, weave in and out of traffic, honk their horn for no reason, go like if you're they're on a motorcycle getting way too close like just wait your fucking turn i just mm -hmm. i'm so sick of people that just can't drive and it seems like it's gotten exponentially worse especially i don't know i was leaving somewhere that is more northern than i am and i the way that i usually go i usually leave like on the 405 but for some reason my gps was telling me to take the 101 why? I, no, not the 101. What's on the east side? Probably when you take all the time. Is that the it one mean, depends. There's a couple. Yeah, but whatever. I, Stuff on the, 110? 110. Yeah, 110. So it was telling me to take the 110, which didn't make any sense. I was like, maybe it's shut down. I'm not going to risk it because 405 rows are shut down. When they down tell you not to do 405, you yeah. don't do it. You don't do it. So I took it and I was just like, Anytime I'm on the east side driving back, I I feel like that's the worst where people drive the works over there. I don't know what it is. The street, the first of all, the lanes are more narrow than they are on the other side. Four or five is like how they expanded expanded it a few years ago. 
Do you remember Carmageddon? Melissa, I've brought it up <laughs> probably 14 times in the last two weeks. I bring it up <laughs> once a week. I don't know what it, I have an obsession with Carmageddon. Like I relate everything. I go, is this another Carmageddon? Like it's not good <laughs> to me. Like I'm obsessed with Carmageddon. Should we explain? Do you want to explain to people what ex- Carmageddon yeah. was? So this actually happened when I first moved here. It was like 12 years ago. Carmageddon was Wait, when did they... did we move here at the same time? Did we? I have never put that together. I don't... Because we were at such different stages in our lives that in my yeah. mind, I'm like, you, we... I guess we did. I was here during Carmageddon. Yeah, I had just moved here a little bit before that. I guess uh, I had moved here maybe... I don't remember what the timeline, but I had been here. But since I moved, they kept talking about like Carmageddon, Carmageddon. Like it was a thing. It was like, you have to fear this. And they made it sound so scary because they were expanding the 405, which is this big highway that's here. So they were expanding it. And so they were- Our biggest highway. Yes. And so they were like, you cannot drive on this day. Do not leave whatever area that you're in. You Shelter uh, in place. Exactly. They they literally had like if you were like had to go to work. First of all, like if you if you usually work that day, they're like, no, businesses cannot operate. But like if you had to had to go to work from the north to go like to the west side or something, they had planes running where you could take them and they're only like ten dollars. My uncle did it just for the hell of it. That's funny. And like so I being me. I was like, I wonder what this is about. So I just kind of, I didn't leave, I didn't actually get on the highway, but I just kind of drove around it so I could see no one was on it, which was great. That means people were following the rules, but they tried yeah. to make it seem like it was like the worst thing that could ever happen. Like it was like a man-made natural disaster. They even, um, one of the bars that I used to go to all the time, um, it's in Culver City, but they said bring the beach inland and they took the whole upper deck and put sand there and had sand on the rooftop and they because it was sand like it was there for another year or two after and it was just like can y'all get this sand out of here the remnants of carmageddon yes it was wild but yeah they tried to make it seem like it was scary very scary um and it ended up you know, they got it done. That's what counts. So anyway, on the east side, the lanes are narrower. And I don't understand why all the exits are just like there. Like, you got to like, be there <laughs> when you're on all those exits over there. They're very scary. And I hate they, it. They for don't, the record. They don't, even the on ramps only last like two feet. When you get off the off ramp, you are literally on the street already. I have to show you an on-ramp, which has been written about at, at nauseum. Like people are like, this is, the, it's the worst thing in the world. Like it's so bad. And it's like a terrifying death thing that like I literally route around it. It's awful. But I do think part of the reason why is there are less people. So people drive faster and then there is no warning sign versus the 405. You're on the same little stretch for 20 minutes. So like, yes. you know, you can plan your exit and you can have the time to get over and all that. So, so many people almost hit me this weekend. I'm like, is it me? Like, what am I doing? I'm like, no, Melissa, you're drive, you drive the speed limit. You let people get over you, you know, if they are, they're using their blinker. I'm like, whatever. So I had the foreshadowing of me almost getting clipped. And then, so that happened on Sunday night when I almost got clipped. And then Monday, 
evening, I was going to an event that our manager was hosting and I was at a, well, I was coming up again, coming up on a light and someone was parked behind a car that was turning left and they didn't want to wait the two seconds it would take. So they came, they started veering over and I kind of, I swerved a little bit, but I couldn't fully swerve because there was another car in the other lane. So I swerved a little bit and they clipped me and I knew they were going straight. So I just went through the light and pulled over on the side. They went straight and they just drove straight past me, didn't stop. And so I have a small dent in the side of my car and I'm just mad, like the utter disrespect. And this isn't the first time that that's happened to me. I've been leaving Culver City one time and somebody, it was somebody like hit me in the back of the car. And again, I pulled over and they just kept driving. I got sideswiped in Culver City too. I don't understand. Culver City has the worst streets. I sideswiped someone in Venice while I was doing a point turn and I just like my brain froze and my car was like, beep, beep, you're going too far back. And then I just like tapped it and I was like, whoa, and came to and I wrote this like long note front and back. I'm, like, I'm so sorry. Here's my phone number. You Here's left my a note, business though. manager and all of that stuff. And they never called. And you oh. couldn't even tell there's nothing on car. But like, I just don't know how those people aren't eaten alive with like guilt. Like I assume the the I give grace to like, if you're young, if you're like, under 20 that's like stressful you maybe don't necessarily know what to do and i know if i had done that at 20 i would be riddled with just absolute horror and guilt and then i would have pulled back over and turned back around like you mean like the instinct of being like oh i have to keep driving but like i don't even around i don't even like let that happen because at that point you just took your driver's test and you should know what's in the book. You should know yeah. what they taught you in driver's ed. But if you get flustered, make a loop then and pull yeah, back. Yeah, make a loop like, and come back. That's not, but like you can't just just drive off. No. Even if you're like a, again, like LA has a, and I, by the way, I do think the traffic will, I mean, the driving will get better. I find it gets worse summer because people are home from college, but also because there's so many tourists and then people are like driving so fucking slow with their phone out the window to like get mm-hmm. some shot pictures. So I find fall through winter. It's far better drivers. Yeah. But please stop. If you can't drive, I think, I think people should be required to take their driving, not like the written part, but the driving part. I think you should have to take it every five years. Because it's not, if you know how to drive and if you drive well all the time, then you're going to pass it, you know? Yeah. I think a practical driving test, like show me that you can use your like blind spots. Show me that you know how to Mm -hmm. like change lanes. Show me that you know, if you were to like hit someone, what you would like, let me like day to day driving situations, like not like, oh, this is a trick like this or like these are the things that are you know, you don't necessarily think about or like the more of the technicalities like, no, do it's how government classes should teach like taxes and investments, like do yes. the stuff that people have to deal with. I think and this is like was embarrassing for me, though, like when I first got my car, I was like, OK, so is the thing about using your phone near gas station? Like, is that going to blow up? Like, how do like how do I like make sure like it clicks to the they have like they can turn it until it clicks. And I remember like the first time I did it, I didn't turn it enough and then it opened and then someone like pulled me up, like was like, get fix it like. Do the things that make you a nuisance or dangerous to other people on the road and like make you a good mm-hmm. and reliable driver. Yep. And as someone that is a fan of surveillance, maybe everybody needs to 
a camera in their car. I do think that it's a little like we've got speedometers, we've got uh, we've got those other gadgets and gizmos, which I'm like, I don't even know what this does or what the point it, what's it for. That's a me problem. But I would think dash cams that are built into the car that you can opt in to have them run all the time, but only opt in when there's like a collision in it yeah. or an accident. That should be that's not surveillance in my mm-hmm. mind. Other people's minds, maybe, but not mine. No, it's a safety feature. It's it's the same as a, to me, same as the seatbelt. Well, yeah, because right now there's no other way to protect this idea of like who's at fault or whatever. Like this also becomes like who has the resources and the time to like fight something or not mm-hmm. like whatever it is. So too much of a game of like they said, no, they said wasting time, wasting yep. dollars. I hope that person, someone sideswipes their car. I hope somebody does a lot more than sideswipes. Me too, but like I don't want them to be still. I don't want them to be injured, but like I hope their trunk gets banged up so much that they can't open it. And I hope their favorite outfit is in that trunk. And I Mm -hmm. hope that they have groceries in there that they couldn't get out, and then it smells disgusting and nasty. I hope every fruit that they take a bite out of is soft and squishy and overripe and is disgustingly nasty, but does not make them sick. Mm -hmm. I hope they get a really, 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 really annoying scratch in their throat that no matter how many times they want to clear their throat, they can't. I hope they stop having the ability to crack their knuckles and they just are constantly trying to like crack their back or crack their neck and they can't. And so it's like... That's a really good one. Because that's the same as like trying to come and never fucking orgasming. Like it's like the buildup all there. Um, I hope the next time they go to the dentist, it hurts a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope a lot of things. Yeah. So um, speaking of things I hope for people, not really. I have a hot take, mm-hmm. but some might call it that. I like to call it the start of a revolution. I have big plans for what I think society we need to stand for and what we need to aspire to. So my hot take is you can't steal something that was stolen. That becomes fair fucking game until the person who it rightfully belongs to, that is theirs. That becomes a, okay, the game is over. This is done. Return to the rightful owner. You can stop your messing about. You stop your little shenanigans. But until then, if something is stolen and not yours, regardless if you spent money to buy it, you bought some stolen. No, that is no longer yours. That is a... Well, I bought something that was stolen and now it has to go back to its rightful owner or it's stolen from somebody else. So this applies to pretty much everything to me. Like I never had a stealing phase or a shoplifting phase, but Melissa and I were talking about this offline. I think a group of three or more women, one person has one or has had one or like knows has someone who has had one. Like it's just a, it's a thing. And to that, I think if I had a friend who shoplifted something and then someone else stole it from them, like you can't be upset. You can't be mad. That's par for the course. You play with fire, you're going to get burned. You can't ha- hold this like agency and this claim over something that you stole to begin with. And it also ap- applies to much larger things. And does this tie into my ultimate goal of bringing treasure hunting as a core part of our society? Yes, it does. Yes, it absolutely does. Because with, what is at the core of treasure hunting? Stealing and stealing and stealing and stealing. Or finding. Yes, but... Someone else buried that there. Yeah. You didn't bury that. If you, that's a time capsule. 
it's not treasure if it's my money. Like that is my hot take, which leads me into my even hotter take. I don't even know if I stand for it. I just think it'd be fun to watch. I think more Nepo babies should get into crime. And crime, like stealing things that other people have stolen. Use that Dennis Quaid money and steal something back. Like, don't commit, you know, battery, assault, and those kinds of crimes. No, no, no. Commit the crimes of what you've been given. Privilege. Access. You've got family friends with, with their, uh, their big awards. You know, they're showing off the things in their home that, you know, that they... They got in some shady ways, not through their kosher channels. You have the access there. You have the opportunity. Do you have specific examples? Of which Nepo movies I think should get into crime? Mm -hmm. Purely for the humor of it and because I'm personally upset with Dennis Quaid for being a Republican, I do think Jack Quaid should get into crime. (laughs) I think Maude Apatow and Iris Apatow getting into crime would be really funny. I think Kate Hudson, I'm supportive of what she, like, I think she would be great at it. I think she'd be great at, like, a little bait and switch, a little... Because here's the thing. There's also, like, theatrics involved in this, in my mind. Mm -hmm. So I just think that, like, we see Nepo babies being like, stop associating with my parents. You want to stop being associated with your parents? Rob a bank. (laughs) Like, you're, like, you're asking to not be associated with your parents. And you're, like, attending the same award shows. And you're in the same television show. Like, separate yourself. You know who I don't want to get into crime because I don't trust him because he's already gotten into crime and not the kind of crime I'm talking about? Chet Hanks. I thought you were going to say she and I was going to say Emma Roberts, but Chet Hanks? I just think that, like, we need a little bit of spice and, you know, some Nepo babies and some people in Hollywood are really fed up with the strike and they feel like we need something else. And to that, I say... Don't cross the picket lines. Support your unions. Maybe. Name her. Name her. Drew Barrymore, have you ever thought about coordinating a heist instead? I mean, her ancestors did it. And I think that is far more interesting for the public. And not in a great way. And this is what I say. So, Drew, your ancestors did this. Maybe we do some Ancestry.com research. We find out and you steal them back. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be perfect. You can cut she's got to be part of it now. No, she's got to be part oh, of it now. Flower production. She's got. Yeah. Like, I just think because it'll be it'll be a way of her to publicly acknowledge that she did it. <laughs> she's like, I. My people You're colonized say- your pl- colonized your homes, colonized your lives. I colonized your twitter feeds i colonized your instagram feeds and i colonized your union strikes now we're colonizing the hearts and minds yes oh. and the po- and we are pickpocketing from those same from those deep pockets with what are those fucking weird ass shirts that those what are those called those like the fully ones? Yeah, the ones that anytime you see them in like, like a history movie. Yeah. No, every time you see them in a history movie, you go, not rooting for that guy. Yeah. The John Smith shirts. Like that. mm-hmm. So that's mine. And I would love to know what people, what Nepo babies you all think you'd like to get into crime. And again, it can just be for the hee hee ha ha. Like, I don't think Maya Hawk would necessarily, I don't know nothing about her, but mm-hmm. vibe wise, she doesn't give me the vibe of someone who is going to like, 
really go above and beyond. It seems like she may, might be a little stressed out in mm-hmm. in a you know crime thing. But I just think that there are so many opportunities. There's already a reality show about Nepo babies. I just think this Zoe one's Kravitz. Better. Zoe Kravitz could first of all, Zoe Kravitz. You put Zoe Kravitz and Kate Hudson together. That shit is getting robbed. Like they're yes. and they're wearing diamonds. They're doing they're glamorous. Because here's the thing, I don't want ugly crimes. I want the crimes. I want I want you to. Be, I want outfits. I want looks. I want I want glam. I want different identities and not identity theft. I want like we're playing a character. Use your DNA for good. Take those mm-hmm. acting chops. Become someone else. Rashida Jones. First of yeah. all, wonderful distraction. She could be funny. You know what I mean? Like, there, I can see all of this playing out. I could see she could orchestrate the whole thing because she writes and directs too. So oh, I yeah. feel like she would, she could orchestrate it. She could be in the big leather chair and turns around at mm-hmm. the end and goes, Rashida did all of this. And it's like, yeah, I fucking did. Yeah. Like, there's just, I just feel like we're ripe with opportunity and we're focusing on the wrong things. And those things are daytime television. And unless you're robbing on daytime television, I don't want to see it. Unless you're on one of my soap operas. Yeah, but that's not real robbing. No. Actually, I feel like they would do it on television, except then they'd have to have a crossover with cops or something. Ugh. I know. Isn't that off the air now? I hope so. I can't believe people watch that. That stressed me out. I would, like, specifically pick, like, certain nail salons would play, like, and I'm like, nope, no nail salon that plays the news with that. I'm only going to nail salons that play reality TV or reruns of sitcoms. I like a theme song and that's it. I don't know that one. What you wanna, what you wanna do when they come for you. You don't know the theme song for cops? I know bad those boys, words, but boys. I... What you that was do? literally you not do the same tune. Because it's different at the beginning. Oh, okay. All right. We're going to take a break and when we get back, we'll get into but our you wrong. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're gonna get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls, but happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work. 
which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. There's helicopters circulating in case you hear them. They're very loud. There's a uh, car chase going on right now. So you checked your citizen. Welcome to L.A. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I saw a post on Reddit where someone said the biggest difference between San Francisco and L.A. is that um, the Bay Area doesn't have helicopters for like police stuff. And they were like, oh, yeah, most cities don't have. And I was like, yes, this is an L.A. Like if I went through a whole day without hearing a chopper, I would be like what's going on the world is ending it's literally like a game like in la it's a game let's see if we can catch somebody i'm like how much of the city resources are going i mean i can look it up but it's it's too much i can tell you that it's not like it's helping anything no and it gets in the way of like people your life once a chase starts people are like oh yeah i'm in it like they they don't care like they're not giving up into their car their tire pops or even then they won't stop. You're right. Because they they know they're on TV, so they don't care. Yeah. And it also interrupts your sleep. I remember one time they had one and it was like, they were shining the light at our neighbors. And I was like, it's the middle Ooh, of the night. That was, that was close. Exa- I know. And then I looked it up and they're like suspected of something, but they're not cooperating by coming out of their house. And I was like, do you have a warrant or a subpoena? Like, you can't just like shine a light. Like, and it just felt like they were just being a nuisance to get them to cut. And then it was, they had the megaphone, everything. And I was like, it was the place where the guy, who, the hot guy who like lived on my street, I think he lived. And so I was like, what crime? Whose side am I on? You know, that's yeah. always what I ask. So this segment next up is called, But Are You Wrong? And this is where you listeners will write in with things in your life that you wonder if you're wrong about. They could be... Uh, a choice you want to make. It could be something you've already done. Would I be wrong for cutting this person out of my life? Would I be wrong for attending this party? Was I wrong for saying what I said? And we, with our all-knowing hearts, minds, and our gavels made of gold, we cast our judgment with love. Sometimes not with love. Most of the time with love. So if you want to submit that, you can send it over to But Am I Wrong Pod at gmail.com. Keep it under 300 words. Let us know your age as well as anyone else who is involved. If you'd like to let us know your pronouns, you can. If you're going to come with pseudonyms because it is all anonymous, we do ask that you use like fake names, not initials or letters. Initials or numbers, I was going to say. But if you want to make a reference to something with like characters, make sure they're the the, uh, right relationships to that. Last time it helped you. I was going to say the last person who you know who you are, there was a Lexi involved and it's hospital related, not the call. I mean, not the not the write-in, but the, the circumstance of these names. I just want you to know that the New York Times crossword puzzle had a clue about this show. And I think it said cousin or sister. I sent it to you. What is sister. It? sister. Sister. And I immediately told Moss, I go, 
I only know two names. I learned, I literally, I think it was Friday or Saturday I sent this to you. Like it was like the one or two days after we recorded. And I was like, maybe one of these names. It was the right around Lexi. It was the right number of letters. We put it in. It was right. And I was like, oh my God, thank you to the person who wrote in and Melissa for explaining what it's from. So we can, we can always learn from this. Yeah. I know more about uh, things that I've never seen because people have used things. And I'm like, oh, I picked it up this time. Yeah. I'm, I'm not as good. I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little delayed in everything. So and that's not shocking. Here we go. First up, we have, hi, Megan and Melissa. I am a teacher, 30 she, her, who has started my third year in school, in my school district. This year, I was displaced from my last school since there was not enough positions. So I am now at another school within the district. I have been loving my new school so far. It's been a breath of fresh air in comparison to my last school that had a lot of issues with admin. But keep in mind, I am still learning the new faces, personalities at my new site. On my first day at the first staff meeting, two teachers sat at the table I was at and introduced themselves. One of them had a Blue Lives Matter lanyard, which immediately gave me bad vibes. Our interaction was pleasant enough and one of them offered her support if I needed anything. Two days later, I saw them both in the office where they both insisted again that if I needed anything, I can ask them. It felt like they were trying to recruit me to their side. What side? IDK, LOL. Well, Well, we know. (laughs) Well, now the year has started and it's been good. I've been getting along with my grade level team and enjoy the school. They teach a younger grade, so they're in a separate building from me and I don't see them. This week we had a staff meeting and I ran into one of them. She asked how it's been and I told her. She then asked how it's been with my grade level partner. I answered professionally, but it seemed that she felt some type of way toward my colleague. She ended the conversation again, insisting I can go to her for anything, even just moral support. Am I wrong for writing these two teachers slash judging them slash judging them on only these few interactions? They gave me such bad vibes like they want to stir the pot in some way. Here's the thing. They showed you who they are they showed you their true colors in the form of a lanyard or color and so that's who they are at their core even if they're nice i know plenty of people i went to high school with plenty of people that were nice to my face but underneath they had a lot of hate in their heart and they still do and you don't have the same values that they have and they may be fine to interact with at school on a professional basis but that's as far as it needs to go even bad people can be nice I think that goes into with our nice and kind thing because I'm sure they're the nicest people but when it comes down to it they're not kind because they don't care about the welfare of everyone no like and they're nice when it doesn't matter and it doesn't count Mm -hmm. but like when it doesn't matter choice words yeah so it's just like you're never gonna go to them for anything because like you don't trust them rightfully so like especially like issues you have as a teacher like a lot of it is I mean there are kids there's like emotion based like there's so many different things and factors like the school district like a lot of like if you have issues at your school because they're like pulling books and banning books they're gonna be on that side like there's not really 
a overarching instance where like you can separate their belief system from your job. Like it's in it, first of all, it is your job is politicized constantly and especially like right now. And therefore, like those are not even your allies at work. But on top of that, like even from like the emotional standpoint of like being there for your students and like your students are going through something and it's like a struggle, like, I don't know, like people have that whole saying of, um, I mean, not the, what, not just like, oh, a broken clock can be right twice a day or that meme where people are like, oh, your worst favorite, your least favorite person just made a really good point. I am like, I don't really subscribe to that mindset of like looking past that. Cause I'm like, well, there's someone who I like who also has the same viewpoint as I. I do. Like, I don't need to settle for someone who's bad, who like, there are opportunities and moments where they could be on the right side of like, on my side and advocating for me in that. Like, I just don't like my odds there. <laughs> I just don't. Like, it's mm-hmm. not fucking worth it. And also because like, your job is draining. The relationships you have with teachers like need to be people that you can trust and you don't have to reserve certain things for other teachers and then vent about those teachers to other. It's just like messy. I think understatement to say these were like bad vibes because it's literally like spelled out on a lanyard why why you have an issue with them i would say you didn't you didn't mention the race or the gender identity or sexual orientation of your teaching is it, do you say teaching partner or your grade level partner but i think if they are not a cis het white person then that does feel like a poignant question with either uh, homophobic, transphobic, or racially motivated. So I think if that's the case, I would, I don't know what your protocol at your school is, but I would note that whether like with a superior or if it gets brought up again, just say like, that doesn't make me feel very, like that feels like a weird thing to bring up conversationally. Because I when people show you how they, they treat other people to like, make you feel special like they're going to treat you that way too behind your back and it's not like a safe spot so i don't think you're wrong at all yeah i don't think so either somebody i know who um has a child Mm -hmm. in school the teacher very nice but uh their husband was running for a city position teacher's husband mm -hmm. okay not things that would stand along with our values either. Yeah. So you know what they're talking about at home. Yeah. And they don't have to keep that separate, like depending on no. school district, but then also like you can go against your school district too, depending on how much people are paying attention and if yeah. it aligns with the values or viewpoints of enough people that like they'll cover your ass. Embarrassing. All right. That's the end of this segment. We're going to take a break. And when we get back, we'll get into But Are They Wrong? All right, we're back. Yay! And uh, it's time for But Are They Wrong? And this is when we pick somebody from the real world, from pop culture, from the zeitgeist of things going on in the universe as we see it. We discuss their wrongdoings. This this one really isn't like 
something where we're asking. We know that they're wrong, but here we go. Disagree at your own risk. <laughs> Mine is uh, this week, actually every week, this person is a Rachel of the week, but specifically this week because why? Lauren Boebert. She's a Republican representative from Colorado, former professional pipeliner. That's important to the story, so I'll bring it up later. I've never heard that sentence in my life. <laughs> Brand new oh, sentence. I was, I was looking it up on her, Wik I was just reading her Wikipedia, and I was like, huh, actually, this is relevant, and I haven't heard one other person bring this up. Never heard it. So if you don't know, she's one of the worst of the worst. And as I said, could be a racial of the week every week. But uh, recent, a couple of weeks ago, she was at the musical Beetlejuice that was locally playing in Colorado. And she was kicked out of the theater for being disruptive. She was vaping. And initially when the reports came out that she was vaping, she lied and said that it was coming from a vape machine in the musical, but she didn't realize there was a camera directly pointed at her. And you can clearly see that she... Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. She takes out a pen and blows smoke. A pregnant woman that was seated behind her asked her to stop. And, you know, you would think that somebody that considers himself an American patriot that's pro-life, if a pregnant woman asked you to stop blowing vape smoke in their direction, you'd think she'd stop. No, she just got mad. She was also taking flash photos when 
clearly at a musical or any play performance that isn't like a child. They don't allow you to have any flash photography or pictures at all. She was loudly singing and dancing while everyone else was just seated there. Her date tried to calm her down and he did for a minute, but then the ushers just came over and was like, you need to leave. But this was after she was also seen getting her titties fondled by her date. And, you know, like I said, she was a professional pipe, pipe layer. The job description literally says there's somebody that lays pipe. She was stroking this man's pipe through his pants. So I guess she was tapping back into her, her old days and her old profession. As she was leaving, she pulled the don't you know who I am car and they're like, we don't care. She flipped off the employees as she was kicked out. And this woman who considers herself a staunch proponent of LGBTQ plus rights and has gone on record to say that drag queens are predators and groomers. Yet here she was in a children friendly event, a family musical. And she is getting her titties played with and stroking some dude's dick. In the first statement that was released, her campaign manager, Drew Sexton, said, I can confirm the stunning and salacious rumors. In her personal time, Congresswoman Lauren Bobart is indeed a supporter of the performing arts. Gas, like it literally says that in there, in the thing, in parentheses, gas with an exclamation mark. And to the dismay of a few, enthusiastically enjoyed a weekend performance of Beetlejuice, just trying to make it seem like she was, you know, just there watching and there were just haters in the crowd. But again, she didn't realize that there was a camera pointed directly at her that shows all the shenanigans that she was getting into. And then later released another statement that said, there is no blueprint, no perfect blueprint for going through a public and difficult divorce, which over the past few months has made for a challenging personal time for me and my entire family. I've tried to handle it with strength and grace as best I can, but I simply fell short of my values on Sunday. That was unacceptable, and I'm sorry. Now, my question is, this man that went on the date with her, his name is Quinn Gallagher. Is he a hero or a co-conspirator? I ask if he's a hero because Quinn Gallagher is a registered Democrat who owns, who co-owns Hoochcraft Cocktail Bar in Aspen, which hosts drag shows, which seem to be go against everything that she stands for because she's been very outspoken and says that it drag shows offend her Christian beliefs. And on Twitter, well, on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, Bobart wrote, in June 2020, take your children to church, not drag bars. As they were leaving this thing, again, I guess they forgot there are cameras everywhere. They continued to grope each other. Also, they were dancing and he was twirling her around on the streets. But one of his friends said that it was very surprising that they were dating because they said, uh, I always thought Quinn was a cool guy and a Democrat. His parents would be horrified because they are definitely blue. Then Bobert told TMZ on Monday that she would be parting ways with Gallagher, claiming that she learned to check, that she should learn to check party affiliations before going on a date. But this is not entirely true because they have been allegedly dating for months. So she knew this dude. 
And then she said, honestly, he's a private citizen and we peacefully parted. And then she said that he's a great man, a great friend, and I wish him the best. And I want to say, like, in addition to all of this, like, yeah, this dude, maybe he, he just thought he'd get her comfortable somewhere and make a fool out of her. Hero, villain, co-conspirator, I don't know. But I do want to note that her husband that she's currently going through a divorce from named Jason with a Y. Uh, How did I <laughs> never guilt. know that there was a Y? <laughs> I know he pled guilty to public indecency and lewd exposure charges back in 2004 at a bowling alley where Lauren was sitting there with him with him. Eyewitnesses told the police that Jason exposed his penis to two young women at the alley. Lauren has denied that this happened and in her book said he didn't do what he was accused of. Then what do you do, Lauren? Seems like it kind of runs in the family, though. Seems like you're into it. She probably went and laid some pipe with him later, too. That's her profession. I hate that. I think it's just the funniest part of all of this to me and why I'm like, you know, I don't have a lot of hope for men in general, regardless of their Democratic men. But the, the, the key part to me where I go, are you in on this with us? Is specifically because it's Beetlejuice. I don't yeah. know if there's a gayer Broadway show. Like... Beetlejuice is drag. Like, it's like going to Rocky Horror. Like, it's literally drag. Yeah. And like, <laughs> what about Beetlejuice just gets your juices going? I guess because it's Beetlejuice. But like, it's disgusting. Beetlejuice is disgusting. I can't watch it. That scares me so much. I, I can't. But like, of all of the things, like, Kinky Boots is less- <laughs> like, there are <laughs> things that you could go to that I would go, yeah, they're on a date. But I go, Beetlejuice? I feel like there was some thought behind this. Yeah. And she's singing along. So that means that yeah. like, she knows the song. So I'm thinking that he got her excited, told her tickets months ago, got mm-hmm. her listening to it, not even knowing the face behind this, knowing that there's another feature of this, but not knowing what the stage adaptation is like. Yeah. And what the, how the camera is situated. I'm like, he got the tickets like right in the middle. Of the camera? Right on the aisle. suspicious to me. Yeah, on the edge of the aisle. I'm sensing comrade. Mm -hmm. I'm sensing we were in this together. And if it's not him, a woman in his life. Yeah, does he have a child from a previous (laughs) He does. Yeah, a 16-year-old boy, though. Hey, we don't know. Could be. I refuse to believe that this is a coincidence. And Mm -hmm. if it is, I would love to see what other coincidences happen. (laughs) Because this feels... (laughs) This feels scripted. This feels yeah. like someone hired a WGA writer, met all of their requirements, mm-hmm. and told them, write like you've never written before. And they said, done. Done. I'm ups- The video of her fucking dancing in her seat. Like, first of all, you're a horrible theater attendant. Do you know what I thought? I went, do I have to change my playlist name from White Girl Shimmy? First of all, to my fellow white women everywhere, put your arms down. Stop. Like, your arm should never be fully extended, shoulder socket to fingertip up. Like, you should never have your wingspan on display when dancing in a group without choreography. Like, unless that's oh. been planned, it is just, it's jarring. It gets in the way of other people's view and it takes you out of it. Like, you can have your fun little jam. First of all, don't do that at a Broadway show. And also, like, who's still, like, vaping like that these days? 
Also, that was a fat vape. That was a chunky vape. That was like a, I think you have to buy that overseas. I think that's been, I think that's illegal here. Yeah, I think she's had that for years. No, I think think she's the first vape ever made. Like, (laughs) it's like the typewriter of vapes. Like, it is huge. Yeah. And it's a lot of smoke. And also she's like a fog machine. Ma'am, unless it's, I can, doesn't matter what I see. If I can, I can smell a fog machine from a mile away. But why would that be coming from behind you? Because she thought it was like the interactive behind thing. Behind the stage. At, you know, the one that I hated, the the, the animated movie about the bugs mm-hmm. at the amusement park. Mm-hmm. She thought it was that. She thought the seats were going to shake. She thought she's going to get juiced, literally and figuratively. Well, she was halfway there. Yeah, but she she didn't know it was a DIY. <laughs> Actually, no, I mean the juice part as far as, yeah. Yeah, self-lubricating. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was disgusting. Truth. This really, this whole thing truly just killed me. And as someone who is marrying someone and has been with someone for a very long time, who is from Colorado, whose family is from Colorado, has been in Colorado for a very long time. Moss's mom gets into town tomorrow. And when I tell you, I know she is chomping at the bitch to talk about this. Like I've known about Lauren Bobart for so long (laughs) just because they hate her so much. And I was like, she's from, when I finally realized like, this is the same person, I was like, that's that one. She was like, yes. I was like, she from whoa. But yeah, so I can't. I know. It's funny. Honest I, I see people like her and I'm like, why am I not in politics? I don't want to be. That's the main reason. But I'm like, she and I are the same age. And <laughs> if she can do it, I clearly can do it. I don't want to, but I could. Like it's people like her, and I'm like, ma'am, sit down. Can you imagine Lauren Bobart in the White House? I feel like you can do whatever you want to do at this point. After we had Trump as president, you can do whatever you want. Melissa, I don't like that association where now I can do whatever. I don't think that should be the case. No, the issue is, is that I don't like being told what to do. And I get I can't poop when there are people around and I would have security. I would get so constipated if I was like if I was in the White House. They probably have special pills. I wasn't saying like as far as like White House going that far. Well, if I'm going there, I'm going all the fucking way. So, so for uh, my wrong of the week, I would like to nominate someone who this was this one a little hard for you because did you feel differently about me? Because this is the person who you said you would have play me in a movie. She's a great actress. I stand by what I said. And honestly, I don't think that she's acting most of the time. It might just be her true nature. So do you think that that's how she would act as me? I think she'd do a phenomenal job. So um, I would like to nominate Emma Roberts. So Emma Roberts, I'm not going to give you a lowdown. If you know, you know Emma Roberts. And recently, Angelica Ross was doing an Instagram Live and told a story about how on a very big project that they were on together, Emma was being transphobic and a fan account of said project had screen recorded and posted the clip from this live and it really, really blew up. So in that specific video, Ross claimed the incident between her and Roberts, who she didn't describe, identified by first name, but, you know, we know the context, we know, and it has since been confirmed that this is the Emma and the initials, uh, took place when they were filming together. And quote, she said, I'm standing in front of Emma talking to her like this and face-to-face in the video. 
And she's in front of me, her back against the mirror. And she goes, John, Angelica's being mean, she claimed, referring to, seemingly referring to the director. Ross then claimed that the director said, okay, ladies, you know, that's enough. Let's get back to work. And the actress continued. Emma, Emma looks at me and says, don't you mean lady? And she turns around like this and how, shows in the video that she like kind of like lifts her sweatshirt up or her shirt up and like giggles as like, that was a punchline. Like, don't you mean lady? <laughs> and she turns around like this and covers her mouth. I'm staring at her, looking her dead ass in the camera and I'm trying to process what the fuck she just said. Then she said, my blood was boiling because I'm like, if I say something, it's going to be me that's the problem. I know this because there was someone who spoke up about what she was doing and they got repercussions from it. And when I saw that happening, I was just like, I'm done, I'm done. I don't. I didn't speak to that bitch the entire time after that. She said to me that she could feel the energy coming off me. She was like, are you okay? You haven't been talking. I'm like, mm-hmm, because bitch, don't play me. You've been playing mind games with everybody on the set and everybody's been waiting for the moment that you would get me. So then on Twitter, after this, that's really what made this viral, viral. And then she follows up on Twitter saying, that she was sitting around talking with one of the co-stars. We're all sitting around and I'm copying Cody's accent. Didn't know he had one. Emma then copies my voice and laugh and drops it several octaves. I was shook. She read me for blood with my own words. Of course, I was self-conscious about my voice on set after that. And then also on Monday, Ross accused Brian Murphy of ghosting after they had, you know, insinuated they were going to do a all-black cast and season of this specific anthology so angelica has since tweeted saying thank you emma roberts for calling and apologizing recognize your behavior was recognizing your behavior was not that of an ally i will leave the line open to follow up on your desire to do better and support social justice causes with your platform and then today Angelica tweeted, for the folks who haven't put it together yet, I'm quote unquote leaving Hollywood. There are multiple articles that'll be coming out detailing this. So I suggest you and your faves play nice because I'm a black trans woman with nothing to lose. Candy was born from my body. And just like, she doesn't need my praise of how she like worded any of this, but the specific tweet about like leaving the, I I will leave the line open to follow up on your desire. Emma, (laughs) she set the state, like, okay, now you have to follow through on your words. And it's not yeah. like Emma got up here and like made the apology and then specifically chose like how she's going to publicly do all of this. And then, you know, whether she enacts on something or not, but it's like, oh, balls in your court, just like you said, lines open, feel free. So if you fail to do any of that, that's on you. And it was always on you, but now everybody mm-hmm. else knows that it's on you. So yeah, fuck all that. I looked up the year that this was just out of like, because I know that they've, like Emma's been doing this for like a long, long time. And I was curious, and it's 2018, 2019. And like white woman to white woman, I'm like, there are certain things that like, I don't think like pleading ignorance is fair for a lot of shit, let alone this. But like, you've positioned yourself like on social media and stuff of being like an ally and also being like, political like encouraging people to get out there and vote and like caring about people's rights and things like you should always do that but it's one thing to position yourself like that uh in your kind of using your professional platform as like the look at me my person the person behind it this is what i stand for and then not standing for that is royally fucked and just like 
sinister. That's the like very fucking sinister and like evil. Because if you like are going to be like a, a bigot, if you're going to be racist, you're going to be transphobic. The whole like, I'm an ally. This is this public. And I, yeah, and just like massive applause for Angelica for feeling comfortable coming out about this because the fucking replies from a lot of people that I saw, it was just like, people just couldn't even believe it. And then, you know, I'm apologized. And it's like, oh shit, that was, that was the case. Mm -hmm. So I will say the memes that have been coming out about the project where Emma, Leah Michelle, and Ariana Grande Mm -hmm. worked together. And Mm -hmm. somehow, in all of this, you know who comes out on top? Kiki Palmer. Kiki. Kiki. I, that Kiki's the main character of everybody, of everybody's life. Once we become friends with her, I gotta know. I gotta no, know. That's, well, that's the, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to like make it through the first interaction. You have without to, being Megan. Like, you have no, I will. to. You have to gain her trust first. <laughs> Sounds creepy. <laughs> no, she just needs to know us like we know her. And to I know, know, like. That's what I'm saying. We got she this. She knows that she can trust us. Where is Leah? Where is she? Where is she? Where where is she? Yeah, I got questions. I got questions. All three. I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, Ariana dies in the first episode. She's not even there that long. People said they they had to kill her off because they were like, they couldn't be that many alphas. She does come back for a second, but uh, but still, they she did all the press because people didn't know that she was going to die in the first episode. You can tell that People did not like each other, especially her. No, it's a comedy. Like, first of all, I love that content. Like, I love, I love the the thing that they made so much. Uh And if you pre the strike, we talked about it constantly. Like, you fucking know, Uh even if like you you know before even said like the people like we love this. We have been screaming this from the rooftops. From like we fucking love this. No pun intended. Uh huh. (laughs) <laughs> there you go i was like what fuck are you talking about it, i am just a little bit on a lag like my brain not the video feed but the unscripted interviews and press for it is better than a lot of other it's very uncomfortable shows. it is i saw someone who was like what like this was like oh okay now i know what ariana era this was in and someone said you just have to brighten the video and then it looks fine they go you can't see emma roberts now like, you can't tell me that this this is lit darkly. Mm-hmm. Like, one of these mm-hmm. women disappeared into this couch. And the other one is right there looking way like a more appropriate skin tone. <sighs> so I also think that this has been, not this specific incident, but like, her <laughs> has been like a, not even a secret, like just a known thing. <laughs> she, she, and the thing is, she's not getting she's kind of just getting strays in a way that is hilarious because even last week she was at a bookstore that president bill clinton was at and she is it's it appears to me that she's mad that all the focus is on him and not on her there are people taking pictures and so she basically throws a fit i'm like this is how i know she was not pretending like she is who she is no, she like gave a, she made enough of a sound for the cameras to turn to her. So she goes, I'm yes. giving myself my own cue. She stops out and is like tells a secret service person to move out of her way. Who's not even standing in her way. She, he does not move and she just walks around and then she just huffs out. What? Oscar. Like this man is taking up 
one fourth, maybe an eighth of this little of the stairs, ma'am. Plenty of room, ma'am. I I wouldn't even say excuse me to someone no. if the, there's a wide berth, like mm-hmm. like and she, four of you could fit across there. We could link arms and skip through there. <laughs> like she is literally huffing. Yeah, <sighs> she just like her character, and that's why I'm like. It wasn't an act. No. And I will say, like, she's actually not getting that much flack for this because everybody's like, I didn't think any different. Yeah. Just more along the lines of, like, this is some accountability that you have to apologize for versus being like, oh, this person's not a nice person. It's like, so what? It's like, oh, no, this is, this person is harming other people. I just imagine her being like, boop, boop, Aunt Julia, like, blah, 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 blah happened. What should I do? That's what I imagine happened. And she goes, well, you just got to call her and apologize what if you just for what you did. Called Taylor up. <laughs> it's like, I'm floored. And we said this in the Danny Masterson episode. But if the same people, and this doesn't apply to Melissa and I when we are eventually, you know, winning awards and doing projects together constantly. But if someone is almost exclusively working with the same, I'm going to specifically say director, and they're not working with anyone else, and that director is only picking from the same constant, constant, again, does not play Greta Gerwig because her little muses, that Timmy Tim Tim, Timmy Tim Tim is prancing all around between projects, left, right, and center. Uh If there is a director who is working with actors who really only ever work with him or her, well, him, there's... yeah there's a reason and it's not because they're not getting rehired because they're so good to work with because if they were so great to work with they would never they would work constantly mm-hmm. you know so it's like sarah paulson sarah paulson works on a lot of things yeah so does angela bassett she Con- works with him all the time constantly. but also works on a ton of other things kiki palmer mm-hmm. works on so many things and you can like be a darling of someone who is you know, maybe not the the most uh, PC or great greatest person, but you make good good work to an extent. Like, don't work with David O. Russell, but like, you know, you you work on other things. Mm-hmm. If you have an alliance with an with another bad guy, it's not a good indicator. Right. Well. 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 All right. There's the end of the episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If you did, you can leave us a review on the podcast app or you can leave an individual view for the episode on Spotify if you have something you'd like us to talk about whether it's a hot take that you have or you've seen someone else have or a rant something you can let us know in the DMs or if there's something you want to talk about or us to nominate for but are they wrong you can send us a video tag us in something but if you if it's disturbing or it is rough I will say that video of Lauren Bobart that does classify as disturbing to me so please and for the love of God, take caution. <laughs> for the love of God, I want to extend the biggest thank you and love to the fact that none of you sent me. I don't know about you, Melissa, but I didn't see it on our main one either. None of you sent the video or anything about the person with diarrhea on the airplane. And to that, I say thank you so much for knowing that I that don't is even not know what you're talking about, Melissa. 
don't explain it to me. No, I don't. I'm not going to because first of all, I literally I muted like the all of the fucking search terms. Like I was like, I don't want to see the video. I want nothing. But you don't want to talk about it because I don't want your phone to start serving it up to you. But I think it's it's past like the in the topical nature okay. of it. But I just want to say thank you to everyone because thank you for not sending us that. But yeah, just give us a little heads up after you send a video if it's like fair warning, trigger warning, Lauren Bobart titties getting boinked her titties got bonked he's like bonk 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 like he was like no i know and then he was like earthquake it was like yeah crazy that's why i don't think it was real on his part yeah that's fair okay well that's the end of the episode hope you guys enjoyed yourself remember to write in use 300 words or less if you send us a DM, make sure that you say what show it's for. Make sure that you're asking, am I wrong? Or asking for advice if it's for don't blame me. That's all I got. And vote when the votes are up. And stay tuned tomorrow to hear the results from last week's episode. Goodbye. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.